0: Struusel stossels that's what we can call it. What's the size of your Struisel?
1: Welcome to the Lions of Liberty Podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare. Well, well, welcome. Welcome on back to the Lions of Liberty podcast. This is the 190th episode. Holy, we are really getting close to 200. This is getting scary. Uh, If you've been following along at home, you'll know that you can find all the show notes for today over at lionsofliberty.com slash 190. And, you know, a lot of you have reached out, by the way. To let us know that you were interested in helping the show financially because you just really like everything we're doing. You like the interviews we're doing. You like these roundtables, which you're going to hear today. And if you're one of these people, well, stay tuned because we're going to have some announcements in the future about several possible avenues to help us out. But in the meantime, you can do so by doing something very, very simple. And that's doing all of your Amazon shopping through our amazon affiliate link you can find that link at lionsofliberty.com amazon it costs you zero dollars extra to shop through there and amazon literally has everything that exists on the planet so if you need something and you want to buy it online and get it delivered to your doorstep and help us out at the same time Why don't you head on over to lionsofliberty.com slash Amazon, bookmark that link, and you can help us without even thinking about it. It's really a wonderful thing. So we can continue to keep the lights on here in the Lions of Liberty studios where I have a very special guest. It's actually his first time. It's not his first time in, in the studios per se, but it's the first time recording in the studios with me. And that is to my left, our own legal counsel, one Mr. Rico.
2: Well, well, well. So wonderful to be here where all the magic really happens. Is it everything you ever dreamed it, it would is. be? It is. actually more. I've never been to this part of the Clare Mansion, so <laughs> it's a, a whole new experience for me.
1: All right. But uh, it's not just you. you first, I've also uh, got the man that's usually in this spot. He is uh, located a mere mile or so away at his own humble abode because he finally got his own microphone, everybody. All right. Give him a round of applause. Mr. Brian McWilliams. From,
0: from, Colbert yeah, City, I, I got California. my own mic. That's right. I'm in my bat cave of my own, my little, my little microphone sanctuary. So, yeah, thank you. I'm a man of the people, yet now I can be better than all of them because I have my own microphone.
1: That's right. And another guy who's got his own microphone. Really, everyone's been upgrading in the last few weeks here. We're really trying to, you know, up the quality a little bit for you guys because, well, if you're going to sit here and listen to us for an hour or so, we may as well try to sound as crystal clear as possible. And, uh, Mr. Howie Snowden. Are you feeling, is your your head crystal clear after this debate? What did you say in the beginning? Is this the
3: 190th debate reaction we've done? It's uh, it's
1: not the 190th (laughs) debate reaction, but it definitely (laughs) feels like it.
3: It definitely
0: feels like
1: (laughs) it. Well, we actually just finished watching the Democratic debate, but we're going to loop back around and talk to that later on, because there were actually a good number of political debates this week. There were actually three presidential debates. Most people might not even realize there was another one. But of course, we had the wild anti-Trump fest uh, as the Republican debate this past Thursday. And prior to that, the weekend prior, there was actually a little known libertarian debate that was put on by the libertarian party of missouri and uh, as as you might say if you're from that area and you know a lot of people criticize this debate uh, myself included somewhat because i'm an audio video guy and if you're you know or just a regular person even who likes to watch tv you might have been disappointed by the quality of the debate uh you know it was streamed on youtube and it's one camera so you just see a podium with all five guys audio wasn't the best it was kind of low budget, very low budget, like the kind of thing you might expect to see on um, you know, public access. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there's there's good reasons to criticize that. But at the same time, you know, you got to kind of take things in perspective. This is like a local state party who wanted to put on a debate and uh, they probably had, uh, you know, some some a place to do it and not that much money and someone suggested they stream it online so they did what they could to get it online and for the fact is we don't really get libertarian debates online at all or anywhere that we get to see so I I do give them credit for doing it I mean it's not necessarily production quality I'd want to share with the world I might not say hey everybody look at what the libertarian party put on but it was good to actually see these guys uh, interacting and and actually put some names and faces together with their statements of these these candidates that we started to hear about over the last few
0: months so uh, well you raise a good point there I you know like you said I don't know I necessarily want people seeing that audio quality, which is not a good sign.
1: If you're afraid to share the uh, the bait of the yeah, exactly.
0: Supposedly, maybe representing your views the closest uh, with people. You know, if those if the people in the debate, you know, which were five of the leading candidates for the Libertarian Party, knew just how crappy the audio and video would be, I bet they would have raised a little bit of a uh, of a stink about it because yeah, it makes the entire party look bad. This is the debate you're having with all your candidates, and this is the the product you're putting out. I mean, Marty McFly's video camera. In Back to the Future, where he's taping the, uh, the you know, the Palestinians chasing him around in the terrorist van had better quality than this. It was awful.
1: It was you the Libyans. Even, you couldn't even see um, who was talking at the time. It was you the know Libyans. What? I, I oh, sorry.
0: Libyans. You're correct. Yeah, the Libyans. This was apropos nowadays. Sorry. I'm a stickler for for um, 80s movie facts. <laughs> as
3: you you should. Know, I've, I've got a suggestion for our listeners. If they don't want to watch this poor quality uh, audio and video debate, I a lot of these candidates <laughs> have already been on the Lions Literary podcast. I might as well uh, go to the. Yeah, uh, Howie, coming in with the plugs. Listen to Who would who you interview? You interviewed
1: McAfee, you interviewed, you interviewed, interviewed, uh, interviewed Austin you, Peterson, you, Steve Howie, You're just giving me more work to do because now I got to link to all this stuff in the show <laughs> notes. No, but uh, yeah, I, I interviewed um, John McAfee. I've interviewed Austin Peterson, who I'm actually going to have back on the show in a couple of weeks because uh, I, when I interviewed him, it was before he was a presidential candidate. So I'm actually going to put him up to the fire of some of my own questions that I want to dig dig into, but also some of our listeners' questions. So if you have a question for Austin Peterson, this would be a good time to, A, drop me an email, markmarc at lionsofliberty.com, and I can use your question on the show. Or why don't you come over and join the conversation in the Lions of Liberty Forum on Facebook. Just type Lions of Liberty Forum into your uh, little search bar there, and you should find it, and we'll let you you write in um, as long as you don't look too terribly creepy. So come on over.
2: All right. Well, uh, comments about libertarian. <laughs> Rico
1: is like so I thrown am. off by being in the studio I where this am. is taking place. He's, I'm, he's I'm looking around to, uh, in, in wonder.
2: Surfing the internet one. I'm not talking, but I can't do that. He's used to because, watching porn while he reports. Because <laughs> the teacher is overlooking my shoulder. But uh, the non-professional atmosphere or the quality of the tape seemed to kind of lead into the opening statements, which uh, they were asked why they were a good candidate to be president. And I... Uh, they didn't I don't know if they were really taking it seriously uh, McAfee, i I don't remember exactly what he said, but it, it seemed to be more of a joke like his wife would uh be mad at him if he didn't win.
1: He said, yeah, he spent so much time on this like his wife yeah. would be really pissed off if he didn't win and which is like kind of funny, but it's not really saying anything
2: about why we should and support Gary you. Gary Johnson I think it was he said, well I've ran iron man i've I've flown balloons competitively. is that a thing <laughs> I did not know that <laughs> apparently. You <laughs> be in balloon race. I thought ballooning was like a, just a peaceful
1: activity
0: you did on a, on a lazy <laughs> Sunday. And turned Johnson throwing He threw down. The his hat into so the long. ring for the uh the remake of Around the World in 80 Days.
2: <laughs> Which I mean, that's I, I'd like to get. Now to
1: I that would that. watch that. John mcafee <laughs> traveling around the world, and not John McPhee. Actually, Chan. screw it. Put them, put them both in the balloon. <laughs> John mcafee Gary Johnson, Jackie
0: Chan in a balloon. <laughs> going around the world in 80 days and Bernie Sanders flying around throwing money to everybody taxpayer money just dropping it from the balloon
2: if if you're watching that and you you go in with an open mind I think you after five minutes you're like okay this is kind of a joke And, and there was substance later on but just the the opening doesn't really give you a whole lot of confidence in the party as a whole at least that was my take
1: right well let's just quickly just run through real quick first of all for those who haven't seen it those that might not be familiar with the candidates just who is up there now this is actually part two of the debate uh part 1 was I guess really bad bit bad quality and um based on what some people told me I didn't watch part 1 but basically they had a short debate with 11 people all up there making some statements and then they did a a token thing where you voted on who you liked the best uh, the people in the audience and then the top 5 out of that were the ones that got to stay up on stage for that second part that we all watched so the top 5 were Gary Johnson known as the uh, the former Repu- Gov- Republican governor of New Mexico. He ran for the Republican nomination um, four years ago for about two weeks, then dropped out when he got dropped from the debates and ran as Libertarian. So he's he's the guy that many have seen as the favorite, as the front runner. We also have John McAfee, of course, um, past Lions of Liberty podcast guest, renowned cybersecurity expert, and generally thought of as a bit of a wackadoo. But uh, you know, when you actually listen to him speak, both in this debate and when I had him on my interview, I mean, you, he has these these videos online where he's you know telling you how to uninstall McAfee antivirus and, and and snorting cocaine with a bunch of a bunch of like strippers around him. but uh, you know, when he's actually talking one- on one about issues, he doesn't sound nearly as crazy as he's portrayed or even as he portrays himself, uh, in my view. Then you got Austin Peterson, uh, who is basically, um, well, we'll talk about him. He's like I said, he's been on the show before, so you can listen to my interview with him. He is a self-proclaimed minarchist, but, um, he, to me, he's kind of comes across as sort of the, the most Republican seeming in this group, and we can address that more in a bit too.
0: I think yeah. he's the Marco Rubio of the Libertarian Party.
1: Okay. That's possible. He's definitely got, a, I think they're close in age. I think Austin like just turned 36 or something like that. And, um, then you had a couple guys on the end, uh, both literally and, probably just in the way they're perceived uh, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Mark Allen Feldman, who has not responded to any requests to appear on the Lions of Liberty podcast. So he immediately loses points in my eyes. And um, I didn't really get much out of him. We can maybe address that uh, his situation in a bit. And then also on the other end, we had Daryl Perry, the self-proclaimed anarchist who was proving this to everybody by while everyone else is wearing a nice suit on stage, he was just wearing all black. So there you go <laughs> to, to prove that he is an anarchist.
0: He must have been funny. so angry that he didn't get the lead in the new Steve Jobs movie when they did.
1: That's well, he has like long hair and a ponytail, so I don't <laughs> think that was gonna work out for him. Yeah,
0: when he started talking, I, I made one note, literally one note about Perry watching that I have one being, too. Let's see if it's the same. Or actually, actually, it's okay. Two notes, two notes lied. But the first one was yeah, he opened up saying like we need to totally disband the government, and I was like, he has no chance. <laughs> There's no point in even really – I mean, look, I understand people are anarchists and we all want small government. But just saying blankly like, oh, if I'm president, I'll disband the government, it's ridiculous. And everybody – anybody is just immediately going to be like, nah, nah, thanks a lot. Go back to your shack.
3: He, he Ryan, does anybody in that debate have any chance though?
1: Well, maybe would, not in the general election, do. but they have – I think some people have a chance to – grow the party and get exactly. maybe the 5% that they're aiming for. And I don't think he does. Yeah,
2: there's a kind of a building block you'd like to see. And uh, I think Daryl Perry actually was advocating for secession, which, you know, always has a possibility to end up violent you know, <laughs> if you want to look back in history. So uh, that's not really the route I see as far as uh, the best potential to grow the party but
1: he also uh, proclaimed the u.s government to be the greatest terrorist organization in the world um which i understand the rhetoric the u.s government and the military does often participate in atrocities they often fund governments that do terrible things there's legitimacy to that argument but uh not really a presidential sounding phrase that's what i'm going to say about that <laughs> do you guys think that, that that would make much of a bumper sticker like perry 2016 while, running to be leader of the greatest terrorist organization in the world, <laughs>
0: yeah, and man, you know what he he's probably going to kill it in the Iran elections. I can't wait to see how he does Perhaps. <laughs> he <seems to> be <laughs> he'll be the new Shah no time yeah.
1: and he actually said it, when whenever he answered questions, he would say, "Well, first of all, if I could even even bring myself to put my hand up and agree to the Constitution because I don't believe in that thing at all. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> well, all right." <laughs>
2: That's what yeah. the, maybe
1: well, you should honest, be looking into work. a different job perhaps Radio Shack would be more of rally <laughs> than something that so much contradicts your, your beliefs but um Yeah exactly you know, look like, I, I, there's a lot of people I've had on my show that you know, call themselves anarchists that have that conversation. I think that that discussion is perfectly legitimate in all the ways we can do things without government. And that is one thing. But to come across like this, I, I just it's not a it's not a winning strategy, even in the Libertarian Party, although he did make the vote of the top five. So at least uh, some percentage, I believe I saw the numbers, I believe like 15 percent had voted in the people literally in that group, in that party that were at the debate voted for Perry, which is what got him on in that top five. So there's a wing out there.
0: Well, there's always going to be somebody that's like, you know what? Screw it. Blow it all up. Who gives a damn? But yeah, as yeah, you but said, I it's Those not, people just
1: didn't vote then. <laughs>
0: or, you you would think, but I guess maybe it libertarian the Libertarian party, they do.
1: They're the neckbeards that Austin Peterson's always talking about.
3: Does anyone <laughs> get to vote for the, uh, the Libertarian candidate or is it just the people well, that are at the convention? It's I'm... the delegates, right. Okay, so
1: it's. There's no primary. There is no, quote, popular vote for the Libertarian party. I, I saw that they
3: were on the ballot in like three states. So I'm like what three states does that even matter what you mean a primary ballot yeah there's on um, three states some a couple of libertarian there might be state parties that votes. maybe
1: they have gotten primary ballot access or and just do it to do it you know to show oh uh he won this poll vote in our State maybe gotcha. maybe they do that, but uh, yeah, it's not even that. Definitely isn't binding because it's one hundred percent based on the votes of the delegates at the convention. Which, by the way, I would like to plug our good friends at the Johnny Rocket Launchpad because they are traveling to the Libertarian Party National Convention and are going to be doing some reporting from there. So maybe we will have them on for uh, from location or something. Yeah, are, are they going to be delegates at it? That I don't know. I, I believe Heather Nixon is might be or is attempting to be. So, Oh, excellent.
0: So that would be so. Cool. Who the, so then who let's go through. I mean, I, I don't know if everybody here, if we all did watch it from start I to finish, I think we've tackled
1: but, Perry well enough.
0: Yeah, we tackled Perry. I'll say who did you guys like because I there were a couple of people I liked and uh and one guy I definitely didn't like. I mean, I think hey, all, before I, we three, move
1: on to then, I just want to give one shout out to someone who was not on stage, and that's Steve Kerbell, guy who is on this show as well. And he was uh, in the hospital with some health troubles. And that's why he wasn't there. And I think he would be in the top five, because he actually has a good number of a good amount of support in the Libertarian Party, from what I've been hearing. So uh, shout out to Steve Kerbell. And what is a, a travesty is that he's not being invited to this John Sossel debate, which uh, hopefully we'll be gathering a crew to cover in a couple of weeks, but we'll get into that stuff down the road. Moving not along, right. who do you like? I just wanted to give <laughs> okay, a shout well, out to my manager.
0: I'll say I had a couple of notes for each for you know each of these people. So I'll just I'll just start with, you know, obviously McAfee. Uh, I'm a fan. I like McAfee, even though I, he had a couple things. I, you know, he didn't exactly answer the questions about, you know, nine eleven uh, to the purpose where I thought they were adequate. Hey, like he kind of went into a cyber warfare.
1: Was, was, was they? Who did 9-11? No, they're like, how, how, what the would Jews? your
0: response be? Yes, yeah, what would your response be to to nine eleven? And he went off on this, you know, tangent about he, he cyber warfare. Christy, didn't he? What's that?
2: Wasn't uh, Gary Johnson
0: or uh, didn't he go Chris Christie on it? Gary Johnson said, uh, "Let me see here." He said Gary Johnson went off about saying like they would he would fly across the world to to stop it <laughs> immediately if it happened and go after the people that did it. But <laughs> but he also I think said that he would you know he would want to. Um, you know, only target the people who specifically did it, or something. I, I'm trying to remember exactly well, what I he said. He
2: said he had a close personal connection to 9 11.
0: Oh well, yeah, he said that
2: the plane. Wait a minute. Did yeah, Gary did
0: Johnson it, do 9 11? Yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. he's
2: he a prosecutor?
0: No, I'll tell you exactly. News changed that Gary part, Johnson it was ridiculous. Did it. He said that the plane, <laughs> like the Pennsylvania plane that crashed down, that uh, you know they brought down around Pittsburgh. He said that flew roughly over the area he lived in, and that was his personal connection. He's like, if that plane had had crashed slightly earlier and exactly on my house, my kids could have been killed. Wow. (laughs) All right, awkward silence. But no, that's only what he said. It's Um, a ridiculous response.
3: You know, I voted for Gary Johnson last election, but I kind of feel like he's half-assing it this time. I'd like to go with somebody else myself. I, I kind of like what... I mean, McPhee, he's not 100% a libertarian, but he's kind of like Gary Johnson. He's got the stature. I think he can get some attention and, like, bring some light to the issues when he's not, like, doing crazy shit and he's actually talking about things. He does come across pretty well-spoken, and he has a cybersecurity plan, which, you know, I wish all the other candidates did. That's going to be a huge issue moving forward.
0: No, yeah, that's true. And, um I
1: mean, I I know McAfee did say like that it was just yeah like it was a basically a failure of national security, and if he was in charge, he would be able to attack. He tie, he somehow tied it into China and the cyber security war that he's already talking always talking about. So he kind of did play up the hey, if you want security, I'm your guy
0: out of that 911 thing. He comes across as very Trump esque to me in a way. I mean, I, and not in a and not necessarily in a bad way, but you know when he was talking, he was talking about. His media experience and how he could get media with like a a snap of his of his fingers and how he had all this business experience and blah, blah, blah. So he really reminds me of Trump in his mannerisms and kind of his cockiness on stage and dropping the fact that he has all this experience with, you know, A, B and C kind of lord that over people.
3: Yeah, he he does to me, too. But I think that's an asset. I I actually think that that would help. And just to bring light to, uh, you know.
1: But he didn't talk about the size of his schlong at all.
3: (laughs)
0: Not yet. (laughs) Well, wait till stop that
1: difference. Yeah, he's, he might be saving that one.
0: Strusel's son stossels That's what we could call it. What's the size of your Strusel? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, there's your cold open.
1: You know, you know I, I think I'm
0: go, going <laughs> off the rails.
3: <laughs> I think, I think I rails, yeah. would be
0: all about the rails.
3: I think that our <laughs> listeners should all uh, tweet John Stossel and try to get Steve Kerbel on in that uh, debate.
1: I actually did tweet John Stossel and, and say he should get Steve Kerbel on that debate. So did you see me do that? Is that, is that why you're saying that? I did not be, Wow. Well, I'm glad are, you did. Well, go back it up then. Cause I already did it.
3: <laughs> nice.
1: But no, he no, see, Seems a good guy. He should be in this debate. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I think they're just putting in, you know, for that Fox business debate, I think they're just putting in Peterson, uh, Johnson and McAfee. Cause they're just seeing them as the guys that like, will look good on TV. I don't know how else to phrase it. I think that's what they're, that they're just going for, uh, you know, a, a, a acceptable debate, basically. Plus, and, and a guy that with in McAfee that they see is like eccentric, and will draw. They're, they're going for pure ratings and not necessarily being fair. And I guess that's probably every debate.
0: Yeah, what pretty about much.
2: Austin uh, Peterson's claim, uh, something along the lines of he's responsible for bringing more people to the libertarian movement than anyone else in, in recent memory. Yeah, more than Ron Paul. Yeah, or uh... That's what my first thought was. Like, well. <laughs>
1: Austin came across as very like he really wanted to drive home that he's patriotic. He said, I love this country from sea to shining sea. And he kept speaking in this like overly bombastic. Like, I don't know what he's trying to come across like this, almost like a caricature of a presidential candidate, of, like a Republican candidate. It was kind of strange. And he just, you know, he just he emphasized restore the republic. And he really pushed down that he's the only pro-lifer in the group. And
0: yeah, he just, wanted uh, to woo evangelicals. That that yeah, actually annoyed the crowd. Right? He didn't he like want a coalition was, with them.
1: Like the best Republican than the best libertarian, if that makes
0: yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly right. And also, did you guys catch this going back to 9 11? Because I have a lot of notes that they talked about it for a while. Did you hear him say, like, he was talking about how he wanted the free market to take care of terrorism and basically was talking about, like, putting bounties on people's heads? Hey, I'm cool with that. Did you guys hear that
1: part, though? <laughs> yeah, it's in the Constitution.
0: <laughs> it was Ron Paul's suggestion, too. To go I just, I L- just was like, I, I, I'm not necessarily against it, but I was very surprised to hear him say it. Is Although, that like what, the
3: letters of mark and check or yeah, something yeah
0: the le- letters or of reprisal. mark and reprisal yeah the, my question on that though is you know Better than, like bombing the shit out of a country and occupying it for 10 years well listen uh, though listen though here's my problem with that though. even if it's in the constitution we talk about how obama's using drones to take people out and there's no you know there's no trials in, taking place so i mean is that the same thing that he's he's advocating for it's just with bounties yeah. instead of using drones
1: uh, I'm not sure what, maybe our legal counsel can shed light. I don't know. I don't know
0: how much you know about uh, letters of Mark and reprisal <laughs> there, in there, law school. How much it they, was uh,
2: not a subject we... <laughs> like, I don't know, know if there's a leak, what the legal process
1: on. is. Like, does, does there have to be, a,
2: like, a prosecution? Uh, well, I, th- I, mean, I think it was basically about piracy. It was, yeah. Which, you know, it can be kind of extrapolated to terrorism, but there would it be, can. you know, warrants issued.
1: But for there's for specific people, people right?
2: Yeah. Um, and, you know... Basically, a bounty would be placed and and people would, you know, try to collect on it. So this sounds kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) why not? Probably cheaper than uh, sending a military over these if you got a, you know, some kind of retired special forces
1: and like, if these uh, are like private groups i think that are, are go on these missions to bounty collect they should be held accountable for any damage they do they should be not not receive the kind of you know if the u.s government goes in and, and, and destroys uh, three villages searching for a guy there is no one that's going to be held accountable i'm not saying in our current system some private company or whatever would because th- in our current system they wouldn't either but ideally ideally um you know you you hold everybody responsible for their actions and don't just say you know the u.s government has this clause where they can do whatever and they get away with it like i mean that's pretty much what happens in iraq i mean they signed over to blackwater well we won't prosecute you guys if you do anything bad so rape away fellas (laughs) it (laughs) it would
2: be more of a cost-effective solution though because you're not paying an occupying force anymore if people are going to collect on bounties they're going to have to put up kind of their own time and expense to get them. And uh, they're going to have to calculate, well, do we have a good chance? Are we going to collect on this? If so, you know, make it worth our time and effort. So,
0: yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. My, I wonder, like, here's a question for you. Would it be something that would be fully transparent where no, we all know who the bounties are? Or is it something that's going to be done in backroom, well, you know, I'm, FISA I'm courts?
2: Sure, I'm sure you'd have to say, well, this is what the bounty is um, to, to really be.
3: Yeah, you should yeah, put, put it out there for everybody. Like house what, house uh, with the bounty hunters. No, I honest? mean, let's
0: not yeah. kid. it They're already doing this with. You know, the U.S. has already used assassins many a time to take people out. So that's already done and out there. But yeah, I guess this. Uh, I'm saying, would it be public? Pre, like, is it? Yeah, did a cattle call where they're like, "Hey, go get this guy. Uh, we'll pay a million bucks. Go shoot him in the head."
2: Like. uh... Back to the Future Three, where they had Mad Dog Tannins. Uh, <laughs> hey, no, yeah,
1: that's two
0: Back to the Future, future <laughs> references. You people playing at home we just
1: need to get two in <laughs> back to back. Back to the
0: Future. Let's
1: cover the first. There, I'll get it in right now. You wanted these.
0: I was grabbing well, my I
1: got a second because uh, in Back to the Future 2, Buford or Biff Tannen is basically Donald Trump. He's And they even said that he's based on Donald Trump. So, boom. What? Totally. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's a fact.
0: Yes. Wow. Bingo. We did it, gang. Bingo. We did it, guys. Literally.
1: We referenced all three Back to the Future movies. Right. Good night. Later. Good night. We should wrap that. Yeah, go out on we a high note. Thanks, wrap. everybody, for listening. <laughs> anyway, sorry if you tuned in for anything about the Democrat or Republican debates.
0: but <laughs> Or Libertarian debate, as we're talking about. By the, let me correct myself real quick. We talked about Johnson, but I, I had the wrong note. Johnson actually had a very good comment about 9-11. All he right. said that the U.S. is creating a new 9-11 every few months in the Middle East and that we're continuing a cycle as we have for decades. or I think he said centuries of international cause and effect, you know, reaction and action type of deal meddling over there, which I thought was a pretty interesting answer.
1: Winner. That is a good answer. Yeah. All right. Let's not spend too much time here because we do have a couple more debates to touch on. But let's just do a quick uh, – first of all, we haven't mentioned Mark Allen Feldman. So I'm guessing that means he made no impression on you. No, anybody. I liked him. You did like him. Okay. Uh, I actually like really liked him?
0: Feldman. I, you know, he, he didn't really
1: make much of an impression on
0: me. Really? See, for me, I, I thought he was pretty well put together. He had you know, he had, uh, he had had a little bit of an over-exuberant initial response to 9-11 saying we would have an awesome military response. But he said he would never have a preemptive war, which right, that's good. And he also said that he'd rather be dropping basically instead of bomb bombs, you know, culture bombs, aquaboota bombs. <laughs> no, he'd be, yeah, you know, like, more like win the hearts and minds type of idea, which I agree with completely. Is that by winning over the cultures of places and changing the culture, you would, you know do a lot more the to change the you know the relationship between countries than you would by bombing somebody and occupying them and forcing them to comply. Uh, and then he also had a good point. An interesting point in immigration, a lot of the people called for open borders, but I like that he just said, literally, he's like, they say you can't have open borders and a welfare state. I say, good, open the borders and watch the welfare state fall apart.
2: Uh, Can I introduce a few fun facts about Mark Feldman? Yep, you sure can. Definitely. He (laughs) is from. Like John Kasich, he's from the great state of Ohio. Oh, wait. <laughs> Ohio. Uh Second, he ran for the uh, Ohio State Treasurer a few years ago, but failed to collect enough signatures to get on the ballot. Ouch. But he made the main stage for the Libertarian debate, so that's uh, good. <laughs> and uh, third, it says he's never bothered to register to vote until he was 50. uh, well in tune with the
1: political hashtag feldman facts this will be a (laughs) weekly segment so we're going to bring you on and uh until he comes on the show to answer all all of my questions about him we're just going to give you random facts about him every week i just decided that right now okay (laughs) your feldman moment let's uh let's try to move beyond this libertarian debate let's just do quickly i'll ask each of you guys just who who came across the best to you guys and who well, I'm pretty sure we all, well, I don't know what we all agree on. So who, who do you think is just should not even be running and should not be there would, would actually make the party and libertarianism look bad? And who do you think should be the nominee just from base, just based solely on this appearance and based on these five guys, even though there are other guys in there that we might find out about later on. So Howie, we'll start in Leesburg since you're on the East Coast and you got to get to bed soonest.
3: Yeah, just based on uh, the way they come across on the media, I would have to say you know Gary Johnson or John McAfee would need to be uh, the spokesperson for the movement right now out of those five guys, based on that performance.
0: All right, Brian. Uh, I totally agree with Howie. It's got to be McAfee or Johnson. Johnson, I you actually grew on me a little bit, even though I I can't support him because he's he's been out there so much. It's like, all right, you've had your shot. So I would say McAfee uh, put him out there, and I think Perry should be dropped. He's just he's so far out of what mainstream people can even contemplate, it would be pointless and a detriment to the party to, to trot him out.
2: Rico? Um, yeah, I, I I don't see Daryl Perry going anywhere. I don't see uh, Fun Facts
0: Feldman going anywhere. <laughs> How dare you? I told you. But there's so many sc- facts about me! He's carved out a place in my heart. He looks I like Myrtle eternal.
2: I agree with you about, uh, or Howie and Brian, about McAfee and Johnson being the likely, but I think uh, Peter... Peterson seems to be the most, I don't know, if I should say polished or at least taking it the most serious based upon the performance. He seemed like he really had and scripted
1: answers, which might might be make him seem like he seemed like the most already a politician, yeah. I guess I would say.
2: And I think that's probably going to serve him going forward.
1: But will um, it serve him with this crowd, with the Libertarian Party? Because no, that's all that matters, really, because
2: it's these well, delegates. Does it matter with the party or with the delegates? Because if he's... Well, the delegates you know, are... Party members. Well, maybe so. he's got that Rand Paul organization boots on the ground. <laughs> uh, you yes, better I hope he know.
1: doesn't have that Rand Paul organization because hey, look, is, that is, is went nowhere. The,
0: I I just I don't know. I find Austin Peterson to be I probably should say some coming on the show, but I, he came across to me as incredibly unlikable in this debate.
1: He can take like, criticism, and that, that's all. All you said was unlikable. He calls people douchebag neckbeards, so I think yes, yeah, that that's well, true. But yeah, I, I,
0: he just came across as very uh, very condescending and just super douchey to me. I, I really didn't like him. And I also was, I also was pissed off because everybody else came out against the drug war when they were talking about prisons. And he was the only one that didn't bring up the drug war as a cause for a lot of uh, people being in prisons. Interesting. But um, to me. That's a good
1: point. Yeah.
0: I, I, I don't know. He, I think he needs to, to cool it down a little bit. Uh I think he's going to put people off I feel like uh, maybe down little, the road a bit I, when I he's, like uh, he when he's had a chance to ripen.
1: a little, like just too, like really wanted to prove that he was a presidential candidate more than just being up there and calmly like answering questions. He felt too rehearsed to me.
0: Yeah. Overall. Uh, uh and answer, kept jumping in on people too. Like he was, there was a moment I think he and Gary Johnson were going about and he was like, you know, pulling a uh, pulling a Rubio on Trump move or you he, know, he where he he's like breaking Gary Johnson quite a bit on the Facebooks. No, really? Well, he was attacking like, him in the debate too, like breaking in. Yeah, which, again, was very annoying because you couldn't tell who the fuck was talking <laughs> during this thing. So it takes you, like, somebody speaks and you're trying to squint at this tiny head to figure out whose <laughs> mouth is <laughs> which, moving. Which
1: tiny pixelated mouth
0: is moving? <laughs> they look like tech mobile players. I John like, covered
1: fuck? by his facial hair, so I'm not sure. Wait, is Sullivan's <laughs> <Feldman's laughs> mouth moving or is that just his weird twitch? Uh, anyway, um, I actually, I do kind of like John McAfee, but if I'm going to be serious here for a moment... Um, yeah, <laughs> Rico gets I, my inside jokes. <laughs> um, that I, I don't, I think that, I, I mean. The whole—I I have questions about this murder thing. Not—I not, don't necessarily think he did it. I kind of do buy his story that the Belizean the government had it out for him. But I'm glad
2: you don't necessarily but, buy that he <laughs> murdered someone. Yeah, no, I,
1: <laughs> which which I is praise. my point that because of that, like big question out there that a lot of people do believe he killed somebody. He just might not be the best person to put up there unfairly. So quite possibly, uh, I'm just trying to be realistic here. That's all. So for that, I think that's what tilts things in favor of Gary Johnson and because I feel like Gary Johnson maybe just knows more about the ideas of liberty and a lot of those concepts, whereas McAfee kind of just jumped onto this libertarian bandwagon because he saw it as the best chance of getting on the ballot in all 50 states. Although he does have a lot of positions that line up very well. Not everyone needs to be, you know, reading freaking Murray Rothbard till 3 a.m. every night. So, I mean, that he doesn't need to be some Puritan to come across well. So, I mean, I, I do like, I think McAfee is like a, oh, my 1A. But, I mean, Johnson, I think. I, out of these guys, after really watching them here, and we'll learn more when we see him debating over the next few months. But uh, I think I still see Johnson as my numero uno. No,
0: no Johnson is, I, I agree with you, far and away, the most polished. You know, his positions are good. His speaking points are very good. Again, I just, I think it's like three strikes and your are out. You know, it's like
1: that's only he only has one strike he only ran one other time
0: so all right he's, fine, so he's got it. another strike. i guess i guess i just heard about him so much in the past few years that i'm just like eh that's gary johnson's the old hat. internet
1: is crazy and they've been talking about him for four years but and,
0: all right well i'll change yeah. my vote then i will also support gary johnson then of right. this crop he's
1: winning the lions of liberty straw poll right now that the coveted <laughs> <It's> very important <laughs> and uh, did did
0: just Perry just get 15 percent again what's that Oh, never mind. It was a libertarian straw poll joke. Out of us? Is is any of us for Perry? (laughs) No, nobody is. (laughs) Okay, good.
1: All right, let's move along because uh, we did have what some would call a Republican debate earlier this week. But to me, this was very clearly the let's take Trump down. We have to take him down before this shit gets out of control show. There was no other reason for this debate that was i'm surprised trump didn't boycott it like he boycotted the last one obviously didn't hurt him he went and swept super tuesday not long after it so i don't even know why he attended this debate but clearly fox and megan kelly were under you know marching
2: orders i may i may have to disagree with you okay well this is just my timeline is off well, well, he okay. he did well on Super Tuesday. Yeah, I wasn't. Then he, then he went to the debate, which he should not have done.
1: No, no, no. But the Fox debate was before Super Tuesday, the first one that
2: he skipped. How many? Oh, okay, I yeah. But I don't think this last debate helped him at all. No, it didn't and at looking all. looking yesterday um, definitely didn't serve his uh, you know his campaign well. Um, for, oh, and uh, so I believe Cruz won Kansas, he won Maine, and Trump did worse than, well, he won Louisiana, but not nearly as, and, and Kentucky, but not nearly as uh, solidly as. He won, he won the
1: Kentucky fought. caucus that Rand Paul paid for. Yeah. How, oh. how many Brussels <laughs> or Brussels or bristol from that? I don't even know what that means. I just wanted <laughs> his speech to be like, hey, Rand, you like apples? How do you like these <laughs> apples? <laughs> I mean, that's just, I mean, especially considering Donald Trump was Rand Paul's, like, primary target during the campaign. It's got to kind of burn that he's paying for the caucus that Donald Trump is going uh, to. I would the go more with
2: the uh, what Shaq said to Kobe all those years ago, which probably is not fit for uh well, we're explicit
1: today, so go on. Uh, well, I don't I don't even know
0: this. I'm not I've a- already dropped two F-bombs. Go when for he, it.
2: When he he dropped the uh, rap, how's my ass taste to Kobe after he won the <laughs> championship <laughs> with Miami? Um, yeah, so that was pleasant. <laughs> but uh That was a little vulgar, but I will why, admit. Why did <laughs> Trump do this debate? It it only seemed to it made no sense for him to be in it
0: after. Well, he so definitely he walked into it. an ambush. I mean, Fox had they had graphics ready and waiting to do spring his like, especially with the you know talking about making up the budget in and his proposals there. They nailed him on. And yeah, they were. I don't know why he did it either. It seems like especially with the number of debates they're doing. If I was Donald, I'd be skipping every other one for sure.
1: Especially because he's already got this one where he knows, everyone knows about this feud with Megyn Kelly. They know he boycotted the last debate because of Megyn Kelly. He's got the built-in reason. You know, there's no, it's not a random debate. He could have, he already had the reason to skip this one. So who knows? Maybe he's just feeling overconfident. You know, he's he's won all these states. He's, he's leading in delegates. And he said, all right, I'll, I'll go in there. And, uh, you know, they, I, he did not come across well. This is the first time he didn't seem entirely Teflon to me. And uh, I think it's very clear that everyone else has just uh, dropped their arguments against each other, dropped everything. This is the anyone but Trump party right now. Um, that's their only goal. And that's why they're all in it. That's why I don't think Kasich is going to drop out even because he's collecting some delegates, even if he's not winning states. Rubio, Cruz, they each have some sort of wing of the Republican Party that's inclined to vote for them. And they're all going to try to keep those those demographics, I guess, from going to Trump because I I don't know how it's going to pan out because Trump is, I think, clearly going to win the popular vote. So does the Republican Party just clearly take the nomination from him by colluding and having three guys who didn't get nearly the support that he get, the combining to to anoint someone else or anoint one of them as the candidate at the convention? These are not real questions. They're just rhetorical ones. Or or does he just steamroll and they finally concede? And then do people start hopping on board like Chris Christie did? I I don't know. But this is. This is crazy. I, I mean, the whole. You
3: har- know, Cruz is really close in delegates. Cruz is yeah. three hundred right now, and Trump has three eighty four. If Rubio were to get out and put a support behind Cruz, if, if stopping Trump was their big thing, I mean, they can, could maybe do it. But
2: I don't. As for some reason, I don't see Rubio getting out. I think this is a question for Rubio: is Is he going to stay in and and fall on the sword, so to speak, w- with the off chance that he somehow pulls out Florida? Um, because he's he's getting crushed in Florida to Trump right now. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk. If he stays in, he gets crushed in Florida. Well, his political future is not very good. Um, so, and
1: I think the only path left in politics for him is like governor of Florida. Yeah, so, and so he
2: doesn't want to have that crushing defeat in his home state to Trump and then try to move forward in politics. But on the other hand, the best chance for a non Trump Republican is for Rubio to stay in and try to pull off the miracle and, and get the Florida delegates. And once Florida's, you know, then Rubio's done. He's got nothing else after Florida. His campaign's pretty much over. But does he stay in and, and risk ruining the rest of his political career just to take out Trump?
1: I think right now every one of these guys is under not to be a backroom smoky cigar conspiracy theorist, but I think these all the guys are not going anywhere now. I think this is the four. I don't think anyone's dropping out. Carson was the last guy that was just irrelevant completely. Kasich, you could argue to an extent. Maybe Kasich will drop out and get back Rubio. I could, I could well, see that, but I don't think that. I don't think it's going to coalesce around one of Rubio
2: or Cruz. I think Kasich's purpose is similar to Rubio's and stay in, try to win Ohio, yeah. keep that from Trump, and then he becomes irrelevant too.
1: And then if, and then the idea, I guess, would be don't allow Trump to win on that first vote because if you have the, the pledged delegates on the first vote, you win. So they want to prevent that many pledged delegates from going to Trump. And then once they get into other rounds, as delegates become released and unpledged, uh, they would hope that they have enough party cronies in among those actual delegates to just, you know, all collectively decide we're going to give it to Rubio or maybe Mitt Romney, Howie's prediction from months ago.
2: Is there any doubt that Trump would not win a contested, uh, Whatever uh, contested debate, or I'm sorry, a, a the, broker convention. Yeah, broker convention. I blanked on the word, but there, there's no way he'd win a brokered convention. And I think that's what. They're I don't know.
1: He's he's on. the he's the big negotiator, right? <laughs> okay. Shouldn't that be his number one strength? It, it'd be nice to see him uh, if
3: they did screw him over. They'll run as an independent and just Would help he have take, time tear at apart at that the two party system.
1: Would he have enough time in July to be to get on in the ballots as an independent in 50 states? That's going to take a lot of I I think you even have to do it in some states. Well, I guess most people don't get on the ballot until after their convention. So that's probably not until August, September. I mean, maybe it is theoretically possible, but I feel like you'd have to have some wheels in motion before that, that, that before July, he might not even be trying to win, but just to get on enough to just, uh,
3: hurt the republicans over. just to screw them over
1: or the conspiracy is true and he's there to help hillary become president
3: could you imagine that if that is if it's true <laughs> that would have been the that's the would be the biggest thing that's ever happened in history what
2: if and hillary <laughs> named him
3: the vice president <laughs>
2: uh, the awesome <laughs> mind blown
1: <laughs> oh boy all right so what what stands out from this debate i mean i mean to me were there any major issues i think okay it no right, nothing
0: changed. We we've heard literally watching this debate, and before everybody spoke, I was like, I know what he's going to say on this topic. Nothing like nothing was new. There were no revelations made during this debate. I just that's why I I don't get why they keep having these every four fucking days because nothing new is coming out to
1: make you angry. Well,
0: it's working. They're firing me up. her ratings, the ratings are doing great
1: on these uh, debates, probably because of Donald Trump. I'm boycotting he the next one. I'm not watching them. I mean, I mean, well, you're I, hosting the show about it, so hopefully, they're not entirely boycotting. I'm But we can talk could, about that. I cannot believe
3: I couldn't believe that they brought he brought up his dick size. I, my girlfriend, <laughs> got it to put the. Uh, the laundry and the dryer. I, I remember just yelling downstairs like, honey, you got to come up here. Trump's talking about his car. <laughs> We're well, <laughs> well, talking Rubio about how he's calling her
1: honey already. I, I
3: guys. Oh God. Yeah. C- congrats
0: on your two month relationship. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, didn't Rubio start that though?
1: Well, Rubio made a reference about his hand size. His hands. Yeah. <laughs> But I I think that's kind of an implication about the other thing, isn't
0: it? Yeah, no, totally. It totally was. So Rubio is everybody's talking about Trump talking about his dick size. But Rubio is really to blame for this whole thing getting started. And I think that came up. Did did Trump start calling Marco little Rubio and little Marco before or after the dick thing? I
2: think think
3: after. after. I think Rubio really hurt, hurt himself that night. I, it seemed like it was his job to go after Trump, but getting involved in that back and forth, I think, hurt him pretty bad. Cruz was able to – he stayed out of most of it, and I think it, the debate, that helped him the most. I think
2: Cruz almost came off in the Donald Trump role where he was kind of speaking down to Trump and he, he, kind of condescending. Count to was, 10, Donald. Count yeah, to 10. Yeah, it was like he was treating him like a little kid, which was how Trump usually treats everyone and –
0: perhaps he was stealing some of trump's mojo <laughs> maybe well this is the only time i saw trump really get rattled was this debate
1: cruz was really laying on the uh, laying on thick the americana he was saying this is this campaign is for the single moms the truck divers, the steel workers the the mechanics with the calluses on their hands the students with their college debt like he was going full on populist for for a minute there god knows did.
0: guys who got uh, scholarships for debate to go to harvard or whatever it was are all for <laughs> the common man the pipe worker's calluses. Should be scholarships to go to Trump University. We should give one out. That should be uh, a prize. <laughs> I told you I want an honorary doctorate from Trump U. I would do anything to get one. Anything.
1: All right. The offer Any- out there, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> You can get an, an official endorsement from Brian Williams. Oh, done do, and
0: done. It. One I'll, honorary, I'll hand him an endorsement. How much does an honorary
1: diploma? diploma cost to issue?
3: You know? Well, nothing. Free, it's not free to him. Hopefully it doesn't make you drop to your knees like Mitt Romney.
1: <laughs> oh hey <away> now <laughs> oh, there goes a the chance of getting mid on this so show. do you guys <laughs> think that there is any legitimacy to to this idea that we do need to stop trump because he is uniquely worse than than everybody else because this seems to be something i hear a lot and you know and they'll and uh, there's one thing that was said in this debate that does lend a little bit of credence to that argument and that is when they brought up torture and they they said, do you support torture? Will you, you know, when referring to waterboarding? And he says, absolutely. We should bring back waterboarding. He said this before. We got to be, t- I'll be tougher than ever on these guys, on these terrorists, even though he's not talking about people that have had trials or anything like that. So who knows that they're terrorists. And, he's, and then they say, but you know, you, you're going to ask the military to do illegal things if you're going to you know, advocate to do that. And to that he said, oh, don't worry. They'll, they'll listen to me because I'm a leader and that's what people do. They follow leaders. So, I mean, if he, and he did immediately the next day, back down on that and he said yeah i'm aware that there are uh, laws that make certain things war crimes and i would never ask people to do anything that was illegal so you know you already backed down on it but i mean should we be more afraid of trump because of statements like that
0: well uh, it just makes you think that he's a lot again it, he says these things which i don't even know if he necessarily believes we talked about this before too I think he just says stuff. I don't think he even believes it. He just gets it out there, throws it out there, see how it does, gets a reaction. He's like, OK, I got to bring that back now. Never mind. People aren't digging that one. You know, it's like the wall thing. There's no way a wall is ever going to get built. There's just no fucking way. But he keeps saying it because it's getting good reaction. The torture thing maybe in the same same vein. You know, maybe he's trying to play up the Christie people who are all about, you know, 9-11 rhetoric and going after the terrorists and yada, yada, yada. So maybe that was his bone he's throwing to them. So whether or not you should take it seriously, I mean, you can't not. But I still just don't believe that he that he even believes what he said. I
1: think he's trying to spew machismo. He's trying to be the tough guy, the leader, the guy people are going to listen to, the guy who will be hard on terrorists and whatever he has to say to sound like that. It's fine because he's the master persuader and he says big, bold things and it it makes the conversation entirely about him and this is another and this is just an an analytical view of his strategy, but that's clearly what he he tries to do and he's fine backing down. He even said that in the debate. He said, I'm flexible. I'll be flexible on things. I'm a negotiator. He even says this. He lays it out right for you. He's not, I mean, it's all right there if you're listening.
0: Right, and And he knows that he'll get massive press coverage. Okay, he throws that out there. Then he says, all right, now I'm going to change my mind and bring it back and he knows he'll get massive press coverage on the fact that he then brought it back and said "Oh, i would never do you know ask our military to do something unethical so he's playing he's like playing both sides of the game
1: so is trump worse do you think than than these other guys because of the stuff or do you think it's just he stands for what they stand for but says it louder Every every debate, I,
0: I I I go back and forth on who's worse, whether it's uh, whether it's Trump or somebody else. I mean, it, did Kasich win any points here? I don't know. If we're asking who's the worst, I don't know. Who's the best? I don't know. They're all pretty. crap at this though, point.
1: but John Kasich did once balance the budget.
0: Yes, in, in <laughs> where Ohio?
1: Can I, no, can I? in the, in the United States, in the what? federal budget is what he's referring to.
0: Did he really do that?
1: I thought that was, oh, I was yeah, just he talking was about his time. case. He's been talking about it for five months, Brian.
0: I started zoning it. out, I think. I do have a fun fact about John Kasich, if I may. <laughs> this guy is just <laughs> here with all the fun facts. This is great. <laughs> Best <laughs> friends with Feldman in high school. <laughs> so,
2: <yeah. laughs> so Well, I, they were on I, a
0: track team together.
2: As we all know, um, John Kasich is from Ohio. But the fun fact... Oh, wait, sh- The fun fact for John is that he once was uh, at a blockbuster and someone told him, you know, rent Fargo. Did anyone hear the story? No, please continue. I'm already intrigued. Him and his wife watched Fargo and they were told it was a comedy and they were disgusted by it. And they, (laughs) they returned it. And demanded that Blockbuster remove all copies of Fargo from its shelves. What? And when, uh, when they did not he followed up numerous times until his wife finally told him, you need to drop this. <laughs> so oh my god! He, you know what? He reluctantly dropped his cruise. You need know, to get Fargo out of video stores.
3: You know what? I used to get so mad at Blockbuster because they had American Ninja two and three, but not the original. I wonder if John Casey had something to do with it not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Without American a doubt, Ninja three was just It was advertised as a comedy, and it was not. It was violent and brutal. <laughs> My God, that is hilarious. Yeah. Michael
3: Dudikoff's best work. Thanks, John Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, if that was you.
2: Well, he was awful, though, um, with his foreign policy. Because sometimes he says things that are, you know, you're like, think, okay, that's not that bad. He seems to be kind of, you know, reasonable on certain issues. And then he's like, boots on the ground everywhere. We're going to be arming ukraine if anyone yeah, attacks like, any country in nato it's an attack on the u.s uh, all this rhetoric against china and north korea it's like geez.
1: Yeah, he gets this yeah he gets this label as the reasonable one and he i think that's more his demeanor than his actual policy statements because he literally said he wants to start basically like three more wars like syria full-scale war iraq and uh, Ukraine, while we're at it, oh, which means war with Russia, which is also what it means in Syria. So yeah, let's just basically he's your World War Three candidate right now, right? And yet he the, comes the, across the, as this calm, reasonable gentleman. I mean, he's not winning votes, so I'm not too too well. And then, about the debate it.
0: previous to this, though, we were talking about how he had the reasonable foreign policy yes, because he, he had said he was against. He said he was against regime change, and how we, you know, Assad was better. We should, you know, like we shouldn't go and, and overthrow Assad, and how Saddam was better in the Middle East, and the U.S. shouldn't have done that, and regime change was bad. <laughs> So he keeps going back and forth when he says one thing in one debate. And then the next debate, it's completely opposite. And I just, so he's confusing the living hell out of it. Yeah,
1: he's, that is what John Kasich does.
2: He's a monkey
0: wrench.
1: <laughs> he's been a, he's been an interesting fellow actually in this campaign. Surprisingly, I didn't even think he would make it remotely this far.
2: And I think he's only still there to screw over Trump. or at least And maybe, maybe sell some him books. Him and, uh, yeah, him and Rubio are there just to, prevent Trump from winning the uh, <laughs> nomination before the, the convention.
0: Well, maybe that's why there's so many debates, too, is because they're like, yeah, they're, the Republicans are like, all right, Trump's still pulling. Well, we need about 50 more debates of these guys teaming up on him to really try to tear him down. <laughs> it's
2: going to be like when uh, who wants to be a millionaire first became popular and they went to five days a week. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, God. Are we going to have nightly <laughs> Republican debates? Hey, did you guys watch Republican debate last
1: night? No, but we catch it tonight and catch up. <laughs> I'm gonna be, be like Monday, NFL Tuesday night. Watch days. Days.
0: <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. right. Any anything else? Oh, hold on. We probably should move on to the Democratic debate. But before we do, can I ask everybody this? Because Mark and I had a a guy gets one takes a hosting in, and he tells me what we should move on to next. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at the clock, man. I'm like, what the hell? It's gonna be an hour and forty five minute show. But no, I want to ask everybody this, because Mark and I had a little back and forth about oh, yeah, we did who, okay, which weird. candidate has the most annoying voice and the most punchable face?
1: All right, well, I already stated in our live blog, which you can find every during every debate at lionsofliberty.com, uh, that Ted Cruz, to me, wins both awards. I do not like hearing him speak. Uh, it makes me physically angry, and his face just is, makes me want to hit it. So yeah, Ted Cruz all, all gets the full, full gamut on that
3: one.
2: I don't see where there's a ba- debate against that so all right
1: howie
3: uh, i would go with marco rubio actually though i mean there's cruz, a strong yeah, argument for
0: rubio i can concede that thank you okay go ahead, Howie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no i mean it's not much to it i mean every time he speaks i want to punch him in the face <laughs>
1: we don't need to elaborate <laughs> too deeply on these
0: answers i don't, I don't <laughs> think they require it's more
1: uh, of a gut reaction. much of a soliloquy to best. i don't know
3: ted cruz his face is too much like snape's i don't want to punch him as much as yeah good old severus Rudy. cruz
0: <laughs> I see. I agree. Marco Rubio to me is the most punchable. I find his I find his entire demeanor obnoxious. I find his voice obnoxious and his stupid little smug boy face. God, I just hate him so little much, little Marco. Oh, little oh, Marco. Marco. So he's my most punchable by far. But Cruz is a close second. Okay.
2: <laughs> now that we got the heavy hitting questions. <laughs>
0: That's um, what the people want to know, man. P- that's what's going to be on the forum tomorrow. Post- so, who do you, who do you do guys airs. think
2: actually
1: benefited from this debate? Because I think we all agree, for the first time, Trump didn't come out maybe as the winner of this, or as the the as the with the best. He didn't come out I, the best from this. Anyway,
3: I think Cruz came out the best just by sitting back for most of it, and uh, but also getting the better on Donald in a couple exchanges.
1: Yeah, yeah i guess i mean i think the we're all losers the in this
2: debate to be honest <laughs> there was four losers in the debate and they're all speaking right now because <laughs> we had to watch it and now we have to talk about it uh, but yeah, uh, right. i think cruz came off the best um just because he i think he's pulling up now he, um trump's going down a little bit the other two are basically irrelevant at this point
1: yeah. The thing is, I think Trump's got some of these later states locked up too, though. I think he's going to get New York locked up. I think California's locked up for him. So I think this is all, he's got a little blip in his radar, but that's, I mean, people, the states he's losing right now are like the states you would think he would lose. So I don't know. I don't, I think he's unstoppable in terms of the popular vote, whatever happens with shenanigans. I do not know. Cause it's going to be, cause never has there been this kind of, situation before we have one candidate who is massively more popular than the others and winning more votes than the others in within the party primaries and at the same time, everybody in that party is against him. Every, I mean, truly against him. Not just, not, it's, it, this goes beyond just like how people snipe at each other during an election. I mean, you got, they're bringing out big party guys, Mitt Romney, they're they're tossing out there. And of all people to come Can out we, against yeah. someone.
2: Can we talk about that for a minute? Is Mitt Romney some bastion of popularity in the Republican and Party? And consistency. And that, that people are like, oh, <laughs> Mitt Romney is against him. We better listen. He, he ran a terrible campaign, like Trump said. He... <laughs> I don't think he's, he's a loser, or, as Trump would say. Why are people going to listen to him? I, I don't understand. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> it, they're it, not. It's seemingly... Uh, no, and
1: I think it, the, the worst part is that uh, these people are so... Unself-aware, They don't realize that this stuff helps Trump because his whole narrative is that the establishment has screwed you over. It's kind of the same narrative as Bernie in a way, but coming from the other side, then the, the establishment has screwed you over. These people are all messing up their country. They're screwing you over with trade deals and I'm going to fix it because I'm not going to take any of this BS and that's his shtick and when they send Mitt Romney out there to go against him it, it just perfectly plays into his narrative it's like they're writing this for him now he can say of course they had to send this hack Mitt Romney out there to, to try to stop me this guy this loser he's the reason you have Obama I mean it's so perfect for him it's so perfect and he doesn't even take advantage of it it's not enough I mean they had this like Heritage Foundation thing with like a thousand conservatives like respected conservatives signed this letter these experts these foreign policy experts and all these things signed this letter against Trump I mean what he he should just say, "Yeah, these are the neocon idiots that have led to our foreign policy." You're damn right. I take. I'm proud that they're against me. You know. And he actually said something. One good thing that's great in the debate. He said, "Would it be so terrible if we actually got along with other countries in the world?" And they hate when he says stuff like that because their whole policy is based on there. There have to be a bunch of wars that we're involved in overseas. That's that's entirely what they're all about. That wing of people that condemn him. And I don't like the guy, but stuff like that makes me sort of root for him at those specific moments. Moment. not that i necessarily want to see i don't want to see any of these people as president
0: i have a similar fear. i have a similar problem in that you once in a while you're like ah man that trump okay he's got some points but yeah you just feel bad and then he says it. he
2: wants to torture people and you're like, right ah, yeah
0: okay <laughs> or he wants to build a wall or that he hates muslims and he wants to like, or, all right
2: or he'll intimidate somehow um four-star military generals. <laughs> oh, they'll listen to me. Don't you worry. I give a mean noogie. I give a mean noogie, Mr. Been, General. You'll torture him. bad
0: for years and years are somehow going to be intimidated by Donald Trump. I found. You can just put him in a room with his children for a couple hours and they'll crack. Those two dullards.
2: <laughs>
0: Points for the
1: using the term dullard. All right, speaking of <laughs> dullards, I think that's a great segue to our uh, Democratic debate. Uh, although, you know, and we won't get too in-depth on this because really, although this was a little bit different in the sense that it, it it took place in Flint uh, there. So there's a political connotation right off the bat from this, the water crisis. And they they did go into a few interesting issues that were pressed upon them a little more than than normal. And uh, I'll, I'll just mention two of them that we can talk about. One is Anderson Cooper kind of, um, well, secretary.
2: what
1: was secretary. that? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. It no. so, was our secretary, secretary, or senator, 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 senator. <laughs> <laughs> he he was really not that good at trying to get
0: in on them. Better than Wolf Blitzer, though. Like, Nobody was worth sem- than Wolf Blitzer. Secretary,
1: secretary, <laughs> <laughs> senator. Um, but yeah, they they basically brought up this guy that asked the question, hey, uh, it's cool that you guys are all talking about Flint, but uh, you only started two weeks ago, and this has been ongoing on for five months. So what's up with that? Is this all politics? And of course, they both denied it. They've always cared about Flint. They've always cared about the water of Flint, of course, for, for years and years. They've been concerned about Detroit and, and the auto industry and all this stuff. And uh But uh, I did like that they actually went after um, the auto bailout stuff, and that Hillary, while she proudly proclaimed her support for it, Bernie... I, and and went after Bernie for not supporting the auto bailout. Bernie didn't back down. He said, Yeah, you don't need to to bail everybody out. And then went right back after Hillary about her support of the much, much larger bank bailouts in 2008, which I thought was awesome.
3: Yeah, I thought he came off really strong tonight. And it, that was great to hear. I, I don't think criticizing auto Bell helped him with that audience. But Probably
1: not, but it's the people watching it. makes it on even TV. a little more ballsy, you know?
3: Yeah, I think people watching on TV, though, or most of them probably agree with this. Like, everybody was against the bailout, but the. And stop was- calling
1: like three companies in Detroit the auto industry, all right? There's more cars will exist if, if right. they went out of business, nope, as Rico nope. pointed
0: out in the blog. Well, no, and Ford didn't 4 take any cars. bailout money, and they're doing just fine.
1: We would yep.
2: have no cars, guys, <laughs> if,
0: if we weren't <laughs> Hillary Clinton.
2: No more driving. didn't have a bailout.
3: <laughs> I was happy Gross to see. I was happy to see Bernie stand the attack against Hillary, though he he, he treated her too too uh, easy and. Pr- prior
1: debates it's been kid gloves uh with, yeah. with bernie a lot and and hillary kind of seems to be the opposite she seems to be going out of her way to agree with hillary as much as possible she amen i, to I that. mean agree with bernie that is because i mean after his first opening statement she, uh, the first thing she goes is first of all amen to that and then she's like but here's why i'm a little bit better than bernie like she's not really attacking him strongly while he was going after her pretty hard tonight Wasn't
0: that well you know concern? what clash i loved was the I, uh, the uh, import export bank the two of them going at it over that because Bernie was not backing off the fact that it's just corporate welfare and it's just used to give carry political favors. And Hillary Clinton's desperately trying to defend her support of it.
1: Oh, I mean, I love when Anderson Cooper said, "So when you were talking about companies like Boeing and uh, you know Caterpillar and these huge companies, do they really need this money?" And she's like. You know, what? I think I, I thought that, too, at first, Anderson, and, and I looked into it and I, I determined that they, they do actually need this money <laughs> from the taxpayer. This was like
2: unbelievable, just unabashedly just being a crony. Well, um, along those lines, uh, my history may be a little bit off, but did Hillary vote for the Trans-Pacific uh, Government. well
1: no because well, she wasn't in senate when it came up okay. for a vote so i she, thought she supported, she supported it though. but That's she but she wrote it negotiated it and held a press conference in singapore where she touted how great it was and only now as a presidential <laughs> but candidate she had
2: time to read it
1: well yes yeah, so after she read the the, the uh, agreement she, that she helped negotiate <laughs> only then did she realize that she wrote a piece of garbage and that
0: it's not <laughs> that good it's really
1: incredible it awesome. this woman.
0: This woman is she's written amazing. several novels she did not remember went back and just they were amazing.
1: She's like, <laughs> Didn't remember I, writing I read I read it takes a village, terrible book, just atrocious. <laughs> Return that. that.
2: That was a great uh, moment in the debate where she denounced after she had further time to review. That uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that agreement. She's like, oh, after I, I after I read it, it was no longer any good.
1: Now I'm gonna <laughs> just quickly shout out another one of my past co- podcast guests, Jen Briney of Congressional Dish, because she did a whole thing on this on Hillary Clinton and the Trans-Pacific Partnership, and the, she played the clip of her from like three years ago up at a press conference in Singapore talking about how great this agreement was that she helped negotiate it, touting her involvement with it. Like it's so insane. It's the exact opposite of what she says now, even though she still has to admit she helped negotiate it because she did it's a fact it can't be denied but she somehow still tries to spin it into opposition to it which is just it's absurd
0: well, just like her just like the uh, the anonymous crime bill when they brought that up she's like backtracking and she's like oh yeah well you know there was a lot of good things in there we had good intentions and you know, it's, it's like, like Charles Manson announcing Helter intentions. Skelter Right. Yeah. We terrible. Oh, no. Terrible. Book. Now we have all about justice reform. It's like, ah, uh, no, you were fully in support of this bill. You loved it. Your husband signed it. You were all about it.
2: It would be amazing if Fox did a Democratic debate, which uh, they haven't done that yet, have they? No, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah no. we should.
2: Have Sean Hannity Megan, and Rush Limbaugh yeah, hosted it? Where Megyn Kelly can do the PowerPoint presentation against Hillary Clinton like they did to Trump, which was probably big reason why the democrats would never have the debate on, no, not. on Fox cuz they know they would just destroy Hillary with her.
1: By the way, d- to go back to that, Donald Trump and Megan Kelly are totally hooking up once this whole election thing is <laughs> over. You just know it. The tension, the tension is high. I see the fire in their eyes. <laughs> oh man. Um so what, what, what other points from this Democratic debate? We don't need to get too, too, too in depth.
0: On well, one. one thing I want to bring up is how ridiculous it was where Hillary Clinton was talking about Boeing versus Airbus. And she's like, well, you know, Airbus's government is going out and, and really advocating for them. And it's like. What, what are you talking about? You want the U.S. government to go out and work as a sales agent for Boeing now? <laughs>
1: literally what she said. She said, I go yeah. around the world advocating selling American products. Like, what are you talking about? So you're basically just saying that the U.S. government and the presidency is there to help corporations, American corporations around the world, which is exactly what Bernie Sanders is saying you stand for. I mean, she's saying it. And then he's saying that she's a crony capitalist and she's saying, yes, I am. It's, just, it's crazy <laughs> to watch. But saying in this way that it comes across positive somehow in her, I guess to her consistency constituency, because she got applause for it. A lot of applause, actually. I thought she did better than Bernie in this this crowd.
0: Well, I think a lot of people that that really support Clinton, though, don't even really care what she says. They're just going to clap no him out of because they've already decided that they support Hillary Clinton.
3: It mm-hmm. seems like everybody that they got up to ask questions, they're like, oh, and just before we start, this guy's a Sanders supporter. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, they did say like, that every time. They, they all were Sanders supporters. But one of the things I liked that Bernie did tonight was that he wouldn't like give in to Hillary's idea of holding gun manufacturers responsible for crimes that people commit. Like The fact that he brought up that that would be the end of gun manufacturing in America, Like, who's going to...
2: There's no legal theory of liability to hold a manufacturer of a legal product um, (laughs) responsible for the product operating, you know. In a way, it's not intended to. Well, right. Or by somebody else to shoot. It's not intended to be used in a mass murder, but it's intended to fire a bullet. So there's no product liability. You know, I mean, people kill people with
1: knives, yeah. with cars, with bats, with crowbars. I mean, right. you can't hold a,
2: objects
0: and the people who create them accountable for bad things done with them. It's ridiculous. It, yeah, it sets a very product. dangerous precedent where, where you could you could sue over anything. Like, imagine, you know, those old people that crashed into a farmer's market and killed like 18 people. You're going to sue Ford because of that, because they drove the you car know, into the farmer's market. No
1: dangerous vehicle. Clearly.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like it, it's absurd. You could do, and Like you said, you could do it with, with like any product now. It's it, it would never work. And to say to, for Hillary Clinton to be like, oh, yeah, you need to get sued. It's just so stupid.
2: Well, I mean, Jeez. if they could be sued, that's the end of guns, period, because yeah, you, for sure. You can't make a gun if you're going to be sued if someone uses it to commit a crime and you have, you know, there's no way in anticipating
0: that. So, no, just be 3D not, printed guns would just be on the rise. That's all, that's what would happen.
2: And Sanders is
1: funny because he he touts his D plus or whatever D minus rating from the NRA, and he he tries to say he's anti gun, and he 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 did vote for the assault weapons ban. He's not great on guns. He's not fantastic, but he's much much better than a lot of the other Democrats who basically just want. They, they want what Hillary is saying where you can just sue gun manufacturers and they want ways to literally take guns out of the hands of people. And I don't think that Bernie really wants that. I think he just, he is someone who wants some gun control and he wants himself. We might not agree with, but he's not unreasonable completely about it. And Hillary and a lot of other Democrats are. Uh,
2: I think one important point to, to uh, mention about Hillary is, you know, Generally speaking, she has a very condescending, smug look on her face whenever
0: anyone says anything that can... Definitely consider, more punchable than Sanders. Yeah,
2: considered <laughs> derogatory <laughs> towards her. But I think she was legitimately flustered and angry when the uh, moderator, not Anderson, whatever his name was, um, pressed her on the um, the uh, criminal... Uh,
0: oh, the Yeah, the, the, the crime bill of 94? Yeah,
2: the 94 crime bill and how it kind of led to increased incarceration. She she got legitimately angry about that and uh, really tried to avoid the question as much as possible. So I think that's a big area of weakness for her since she seems to pride on on being that, you know, the champion of minorities or oppressed um, people when really her actions in the... Well,
1: her and Sanders both have the same excuse for that. That whole well, you know, every bill's going to have some good and some bad. And hey, I, I really wanted to ban assault weapons, which is in there. And I wouldn't be able to do that if I yeah, didn't agree to this other stuff. Unless you agree to that shitty. bill. Great. So send send, <laughs> a, you know, millions of lives to jail so you can pass this other political agenda you have. Come on. I don't I mean, I, I agree. Bernie's better than her on this stuff, but I think that's still a cop out. Accept responsibility for it. Say you were wrong. You shouldn't have voted it. He wouldn't say yeah, exactly. That. That's what pisses me off. He wouldn't even say that. He still has justified it you know he he couldn't say well, that was the wrong thing to do we can realize that in hindsight at least he couldn't even say that for the guy that's supposed to be the criminal justice reform guy i mean come on it's like he's he's like good on some things but the things he's good on he's just not Strong enough on except for tonight he was strong. He was very strong on the crony capitalism stuff and I'll give him points for that. But he's just, uh, I want him to be like really against the drug war, really for criminal justice reform. And he just never gets there. He never gets
2: there.
0: It's, yeah, well, even waffled on the yeah, you know, we were giving credit for saying that you know, the gun manufacturers shouldn't be sued. But then did he catch that weird he then went off into another weird uh old man, Bernie Tangent, where then he was like, Well, well, you know what? Except uh, you know, what gun manufacturers that sell into Areas where there's a lot of criminals buying guns, that maybe they should be sued or held accountable. Which yeah, it started I, I was to like,
1: trail off there.
0: That, that made absolutely no sense whatsoever. It's like, okay, what, so, so
1: <laughs> what if a, a gun manufacturer is in Inglewood now? It's got to be shut down.
0: Yeah, the it's like give me a break. A well, yeah, gun manufacturers aren't selling guns illegally, though. They're they're manufacturing <laughs> guns to sell legally. Like, that's like nothing about it made any sense at all. It's like, okay, it like a, so if it's, it's a high criminal area, you can sue the gun manufacturer because there's more criminals using the guns improperly.
2: <laughs> like, uh oh, census data just indicated it's a high crime area. We got to get it. Pull our business. <laughs> Pull our business. <laughs>
0: that was nuts
2: (laughs) and not to mention his constant like rally or railing against the corporations no matter what the context of the question was sometimes it made no sense at all he's just like well the corporations (laughs) it's like okay
0: right and hey yeah do you like this is kind of the same vein he i can't remember exactly what led into it but he was talking about uh, you know, it cost, like the the wages that people are getting paid. And he was like, you know what? We can't have Americans competing against foreign, uh, foreign workers. And it's like, well, Bernie, do you understand that in a, you know, if you're going to be trading at all, if you want goods to come from any other country uh, and you don't want to ban all trade, they're always going to be competing against other countries. Right. That's kind of the way things work. Well, Bernie's just going to set a minimum wage in Mexico, so.
1: I think that's what I was hearing (laughs) him argue for
2: Mexican minimum wage China minimum wage (laughs) 10 cents to $10 an hour they'll be thrilled they'll be turning out in (laughs) droves (laughs) so do you
1: think this debate did anybody for either of these candidates or I mean at this point I feel like Hillary and Bernie supporters are are locked in and they're just I mean I I don't feel like there's that many in in the party that are probably going to be swayed by these debates but maybe if anyone's on the fence though I mean who who do you guys think came across better we'll start with Howie
3: I think Bernie, this is one of his best performances. He he seemed a lot stronger. Um, didn't back down on anything. I, I think you're probably right that most people already have their uh minds made up, but actually I wish they would just stop having these debates. I think <laughs> enough has been enough. Um and I don't know if you guys ever look in like uh our politics on Reddit, like the Clinton and Sanders people are just like savaging each other every day. Like the attacks are brutal. There's
1: I don't you got know. that DNC chair to, to resign and endorse him, huh?
3: That was awesome. I oh it. yeah, she sounds like a pretty uh, principled woman. Based too. on foreign policy views as well. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a veteran and just she Hillary's hawkishness. She can't stand by and you know. Yeah, head. they
0: didn't get into a foreign policy at all tonight. In it's the true. Democratic debate. That's that's kind of maybe annoying. We,
3: maybe we do need one more Democratic debate. <laughs>
0: yeah, they need to actually, talk. I think they need to go through a lot. Well, actually, the last couple, well, I think
3: they really got into it. your wishes
1: are being granted because, folks, this show is airing on Monday, and two days from that, you will have another Democratic debate. So, guess what? Unbelievable! What is
0: Unbelievable. the point of that three days later? They better, well, well hopefully it's all foreign policy. I want right. debates centered on one damn topic that are one hour long. That's what I want.
1: There's good and bad news. Yes, there's two more debates this week—a Democrat and a Republican. Uh, that's the bad news, I guess. Good news if you like listening to these debate shows where we talk about stuff. Um, good news is there's no other scheduled debates now that I know of. Now, at the, at the debate sites I, I view here, I there's TBD possible debates in April and May, but I don't see any actual scheduled. So I think there probably will be more if, especially if they drag this, both these things out to the convention, they'll like, they can't just like stop doing debates for four months. But, um, I don't know. I don't know when they are. So we're going to need to think of new stuff to talk about. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> there'll be plenty. Second of fun. all, Rico, we didn't get to you or did we, or did we even get to Brian? Oh, you guys, th- did you guys think that Bernie, like how said did better than this
0: debate? Bernie, for sure. Uh,
2: Yeah, I thought Bernie did better. Um, It's all relative. But, but, you know, I I think he had a lot of slip-ups. And I think Hillary's just in this mode where she's like, I got this locked up. I'm treading water. And that's why she's going to... Yeah, we have a lot of agreements here. I, I agree with what he's saying, because why rock the boat? She
1: wants to play nice with the the Bernie people because yeah. she wants them fully on board
2: she, later she's on. She's not going to make any major mistakes. She doesn't game. need to be on the attack. You know, she's she's fine the way she is. She's just like, whatever. I'm getting through this. He's not winning. I'm just not going to say any anything dumb. She's too smart of a politician to make any huge mistake. And, and I think she's got this nomination pretty much locked up.
0: I pray you're wrong, because I, I would much rather see Bernie come out of the uh, of the two of them. But yeah, you're, you're probably right, though. And I, and I do agree. She doesn't really go out of her way to attack Bernie's positions because she doesn't want to anger supporters who, let's be honest, a lot of them probably are going to default vote for Hillary no matter what, because people get locked into the two parties and they have no option, according to vote for anyone, anyone else. So they have to vote for Hillary.
1: All right. Well, luckily, we don't have to vote for Hillary. We don't have to vote for any of these people because... Well, because we live in a free country still, mostly, <laughs> until that darn Hitler Donald Trump gets in. Hey,
2: can we can we talk about one last thing real quick? Does uh, anyone besides me looking at Mark's uh, computer screen know that Jeb Bush has four delegates?
0: Wow, <laughs> good for Jebster. Yeah, That's just, one more I
2: delegate. The delegate count. The
1: first name
3: <laughs> doesn't. I think Rand has one.
1: He has one, right? Huckabee has one somehow. Carly Farina has one and Jeb Bush has four. Carson has eight. So maybe that's what he's sucked in what, for. He was what waiting to get it's... to the magic number of eight, hand them all copies <laughs> of his book and his movie with Cuba getting junior and then move on.
3: What happens to these delegates when the candidate
1: drops out? Well, if Are they're they... pledged, they're pledged. So uh, I don't know if they're all pledged or not. They're not all necessary pledged delegates, de- delegates, but uh, if they drop out, I th- I'm not actually sure. I think they become released if they officially remove their name from contention. Mm. Otherwise, they'll all be released. You know, if, they get, if there's no nominee, uh, you know, if there's no consensus nominee at first. Donald Trump's picture on this graphic, I might have to link to this because it is just ridiculous. Like <laughs> the others, all have pretty normal pictures, and then Trump just looks like a complete ridiculous cartoon. Um, <laughs> Anyway, we've covered a lot today, gentlemen, and um, I really appreciate you guys hanging in there with me. I appreciate everyone at home hanging in with me or on your vehicle, however you listen to this podcast. Uh, we do, of course, appreciate your support. And the reason we keep doing these shows is because you listen to them. So if you keep liking them, keep listening to them. Please do subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, wherever you listen to this program. And please do leave us a five star rating and a great review because that'll really help us pump up in those rankings and get this thing out to more people and keep this liberty conversation going. Guys, until next time, I'm not going to miss around. It's time to sign off. So why don't you join me when I tell everyone at home to please live
0: long and and live live free. free.